Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 291. Resistance, 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 resistance. <laughs> where, where is that from, Julius? I don't know. I made it up. Ah, okay. I thought you were going to use the uh, the the uh, more obvious resistance is futile sort of line. Maybe. But yeah, that's too that's too done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm glad you resisted. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Albert? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am doing wonderful. It is the holiday of Purim here for uh, all of us Jews who choose to celebrate. So we have had a day of partying and fun and celebrating all the special mitzvahs of the day. And I wish a freelich and Purim to anyone else out there who is still celebrating. Very nice. Though, <laughs> being that this episode comes out a little late, they're probably not still celebrating. I'd hope not. That would probably be a very <laughs> long party. But still. Yep. There we go. It was it was wished. It just takes a bit of time to receive. That's true. Yes, the wish went out in time. I'm sorry <laughs> if it didn't arrive. That's that, and that's on me because I'm doing the editing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're covering a game I've been looking forward to hearing about because it's a game that I saw on Kickstarter. I said, "Wow, that looks really nice. I love the art. I yes. really want to get that, but I didn't get it. Oh, and I, I want to hear about it. Well, let me tell you something about it, Albert. Maybe I will stoke that purchasing button fire. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> We're getting dog that. surgery tomorrow, and that's gonna that's gonna spend all my purchasing Oof. fire there. Unfortunately, I hear you. Well, who knows? So today we're gonna be talking about Resist. Um, Resist is a solo only game um, taking place in the Spanish Maquis, and the idea is that over a course of four rounds, you're going to be completing various obje- actually multiple rounds. You're going to be completing various objectives. Your goal is to complete enough objectives to score enough points from those objectives because different objectives will be able to earn you enough points if you manage to score enough points over the course of the game then you will be able to win um if you unfortunately are defeated such as if you lose too many civilians if the spies have completely infiltrated you or if you fail two missions then the resistance has failed and you have lost the game Mm, okay so that sounds fun games of my key are always neat Indeed. I figured you would like the historical elements of it. I do appreciate the historical element. Yeah, and the and McKee was also a term in uh, Star Trek, so Resistance of Feudal would have applied here too. So look at that. Mm, maybe. Um, maybe. So I'm looking at the rule book and I had I had thought that this was gonna be a big game. For some reason I imagine it's gonna be like the size of um like uh between two cities not between two cities, castles of Bergen of Mad King. I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be the size of the castles of Mad King Louis, something like that big square box. It is not the size of a, of one of those. It's more the size of a patchwork. Patchwork. Oh, okay. It's a littler box. Yep. Um, it's mostly just a bunch of cards, but yeah, it's it's on the smaller side. There is no board. You're expected to lay them out yourself. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, I believe there was a mat that you can get over the Kickstarter, but honestly, I'm not sure that mat would help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, very yeah. So let's talk about some of the components then, once we're already talking about the box. All right. Uh, it's a card game, I hear. It <laughs> is a card it. game and has various different cards. In fact, a whole bunch of cards. Um, 
there are, let's talk about the three basic type of cards. The first is going to be the mission cards. So the mission cards are going to be some of your oversized cards. And the mission cards are just simply going to say what the mission is. There's a little bit of story element for each of the different missions. Um, so destroy the bunker, invade the garrison, things like that. Stop a train. Um, the different missions all have a garrison value and a defense value. The garrison value is going to be the amount of enemies that are going to be associated with that mission. The defense value is going to be how much damage you have to do to it to be able to defeat it. Um, it also will have an era. So there's going to be four different eras, and theoretically that stacks the difficulty of the game. So you start with the early era stuff that will be a little bit easier to manage, uh, and then it'll grow harder over the course of the game. Everything will have an effect, and it will also have a point value, which will be used to score up your total points at the end. Again, earlier missions are going to score points lower, and some of the more easier missions are going to score lower points. But then again, they're more achievable. Also, a, on large size cards are going to be the Maquis cards. So your cards are going to be the Maquis cards. These are going to be the cards that you're going to be using in the course of the game. They're actually oriented like a double type card that's been stuck together. Because when you draw a card, you have a choice of whether you want to put it on the hidden side or the revealed side. So imagine taking a hidden card and a revealed card, stick them together side by side, and the result is an oversized big two cards stuck together. Now, when you say um, big card, is this like larger than a standard size. playing card? Tar okay. Yeah, it's like two standard playing cards stuck together. Okay. That big. Got it. Yeah. So it's, it is it is larger. Um, when you pick one out, you have a choice of putting on the hidden side or the revealed side. If you put it on the hidden side, um, it'll have some sort of action and an attack value. If you put it on the revealed side, so it has art with the person, you know, popping up and doing some more violent action as opposed to going about the business, um, it's going to be more powerful on the revealed side, but revealed Nike, unless some other effect prevents it, are going to get arrested at the end of doing whatever it is that they're doing. Because, you know, if you firebomb whatever it is that you're attacking, you're likely to get arrested by the police. Yeah, that gets you noticed, doesn't it? Yeah. So so you have a, a hidden side that you keep around for a while, but is weak or a strong, powerful one-shot kind of thing. True, but Basically. even with the one-shot ones, it's it's less one-shot and more just that they're arrested and there are some actions and activities that can get them back. Ah, okay. Mixed, in, okay. mixed in with the Maquis are a number of spies. And these are just chaff in your deck, so pick your deck-building game. It's the... It's the mm ick cards of any of your generic deck building game. These are the ones that will get shuffled into your deck and slow down your, your hand so that it could be that you have nothing good to do on your turn. And in fact, if you draw nothing but spies, then you've been fully infiltrated and you have lost. So those spies are not good, um, but otherwise they share the same characteristics as a my key cards. So they go in the same deck. Mm-hmm. The next type of card is going to be the enemy cards. Uh, the enemy cards are also going to have a defense value similar to the um, the mission cards. And again, they're an amount of damage that you need to deal to them with your Maquis to be able to defeat those enemies. They'll also have an effect, so they may defend or they may boost some other enemies or they may kill civilians or kill Maquis or add spies, all sorts of different effects that you'll have. The garrison value on the mission cards are going to determine how many of those enemies are being dealt to the mission. 
So a mission with a garrison of two will only have two enemies, whereas fours or fives for the later ones will have four enemies all lined up, and you'll have more things that you'll have to go through. Uh, the last card I'm going to talk about, there's only a couple of them. There's eight specifically are the civilian cards. Many different types of cards will require you, or excuse me, many different enemies, if you don't defeat them, will kill civilians. And if a civilian is killed, what happens is you flip over a civilian card to see what happens. Uh, sometimes they miss. They don't kill any civilians. Sometimes they kill one or even two civilians. So the civilian cards will be used to track how many civilians are killed over the course of your resistance. If you lose a total of five civilians, if the bad guys kill five civilians, then you also will lose the game. But otherwise, those cards are just set aside in sort of a supply and a death area, a graveyard, and they'll just sort of stick there. Okay. Did you say the number of civilians that that are getting killed cause you to lose varies from by scenario, or is it always five? No, it's always five. Okay. There are no scenarios. There's only one version of the game. Okay. I th- that's what I thought the missions were. No, the missions are not scenarios. The missions are, they're, they're, they're small, they're many objectives that you have to uh, complete. When you okay. complete those objectives, you get points that's and right. reload with that. a new objective, and you can keep going until, theoretically, until you've completed all the objectives. But more practically, you keep going until you've decided to stop, that you have enough points, and you feel like the resistance has done enough for a day, and then you figure out if you've done enough to be able to win. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So that's your company. Is it all cards or is there anything beside the cards in the box? There's nothing but cards. Wow, cards, okay. cards, cards, nothing but cards. It is a fully card game. I mean, there's a box. Does it have an insert? No. Oh. Hmm, okay. I made my own Did, insert. You made you all, yes. Because <laughs> you do do that, don't you? Because I do do that. <laughs> but no, no, no other insert. I mean, it doesn't really need it because it's just a bunch of cards. Um, having an insert would possibly not make it easier, especially because, you know, there's the spies and the keys and the mission cards. Like, I'm not sure. Actually, I guess maybe there are ways. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking how I want to redo my insert. (laughs) Interesting. Yep. Okay. You could make it uh, organized different ways. Yeah. Well, so, so but essentially just, yes, it's all sorts of different decks and they just all stick in there. Okay. And so, so tell us about the gameplay. I mean, you've, you've already said well, it. The deck building game, comment, basically. And just one comment, because I've listed yeah. all of the cards, but I've not told uh, you my thoughts on the cards. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah. even though it's all a card game, I just want to mention, all of the art is really spot on. The, the first thing mm-hmm. that strikes me about the art is the comparison between the hidden and the revealed aspects, in that they take one character and they very clearly say, hey, this is the hidden side, this is the revealed side. And having that sort of dichotomy of those two art pieces tied together is good. It's striking. It very clearly shows like the real and the truth. And I've, I, I really like that hidden and revealed type thing. The art mm-hmm. of it is very good. The yep. iconization similarly is also very good. All the icons are clear. They're reused. They're, they say what it is that they do. For the most part, the effects even clarify the icons. I I didn't find myself having to reference any sort of chart or explanation for what the icons do. It was generally all written out. So I didn't find any issues in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and the art, like you tools. mentioned, the 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 card in the rule book is a character. The card, the character's name Manuela. So every card, I guess every every maquis has a name and everything. Yes. And the hidden side, it's this woman, and she's got her glasses on, and her hair is made up, and she's carrying a purse tightly under her her arm, you know, looking like she's protecting something. On the other side, it's it's Manuela. Now she's wearing a beret, and she looks like she's giving out some sort of command or something. She's got a fist out, ready to fight. Yeah. So yeah, it's very it's very cool. It's you can see that you can see the difference. You you get a sense of of what's going on there. Exactly. And I really like the artwork. I really like and the artwork. The artwork. There's individual artwork for each of the mission cards as well. Ah, okay. And so all of that is really well done. It's all very cohesive. So I very much like the style of the art and, and everything that's used, the component aspect of the game, spot on. Really well done. Okay. And the layout of the rule book, it, it looks pretty. That's the I layout think. of the rule book, yeah. We, the layout of the rule book is also very good. I didn't have any issues with learning about how to do the game. I think possibly the biggest issue that I had with learning about it is sort of the fact that cards are used multiple times um and perhaps their recommended layout for it i don't use it anymore so i'm not sure i'm not sure why it is that they say to do it the way they do it but it is it is, it is what it is well, it at least works to teach the game yes there we go um so, uh, yeah, I think it works just fine. There's no issues with it. I just have a difference of opinion on it. And mm. I'm happy to get back to that later. Okay. All right, so now gameplay. Now gameplay, exactly. Now gameplay. I want to hear about this. So there is a draft version that you can play with. I'm not going to go into that too much. But you can draft which Maquis cards are in your deck because there are 24 different Maquis. And some of them are going to start the game hidden, so they're not actually re- recruited excuse me and some of them are going to begin the game as actually in your recruit deck and some of them are are not some of them are things that you can recruit later you can play a draft so that you can pick out which ones are recruited and which ones are not uh i've done that too but it's not something you need to do and definitely don't do until you're very comfortable with um Mm. you'll start out and then for the missions again you'll lay them out so that you start with all arrow one missions and you leave a certain it gives you instructions for how you set up the mission deck and you shuffle those up and then play out all the different missions at the start when everything is all set up all the enemy cards are face down so you don't know what's in any mission until you start messing around in that mission so there's a whole lot of unknowns when you run into a thing. So like a mission may start with four face-down cards, four face-down enemy cards, and you have no idea. When you start, you just have a hand of five cards from the hidden deck. So you're my key resistance. You have all those in front of you. And then you get to play those out. Your turn takes two steps. The first thing to do is you do your plan phase. During your plan phase, you get to play Maquis and do their plan actions. So plan is a special set of icons. Maquis, which can be used during the plan, can be played. Theoretically, you can play Maquis during the plan phase, uh, even if they don't do anything or if they happen during the attack phase, but like, there's no reason to do so because often um, it's not going to be an issue to just wait till later. <clears throat> 
Some plan actions may allow you to actually scout the different locations by flipping over some enemies or discarding enemies or doing all sorts of stuff. But you can do all those plan actions. As you're building up people, and you can play people to either their hidden or revealed side during the plan part two, and sometimes they'll have better actions and things that they can work on the hidden or the revealed side or more appropriate on either side. Once you've finished all of your plan stuff, you'll choose your mission. At this point in time, one of the four, theoretically four available missions, you pick one of those uh, and then flip face up any enemies that are still face down because now you've engaged, you've driven up, you've pulled in, and you start doing the things. Some of the enemies and effects will have defend triggers that happen when you encounter it, so you run those defend triggers. Um that's in large part why you want to have stuff play before you get to defend because sometimes you could just start defeating, throwing away enemies before you get to defend and don't have to deal with their defense. Once the enemy's going to do all their stuff, you then get to play any of your my key for the attack phase. You're in there, you're shooting stuff and it's time to move. The attack phase ones can be even more powerful, especially on the revealed side. At this point in time, you can only affect um, the, unless there's a card that lets you do differently, but generally you're affecting the area that you're at, <laughs> trying to clear them away. Often you'll want to start thinking of the little puzzle for just the one area that you're in, because some things will say, like, if there's enemies here, you can't defeat the mission, or some of the other enemies get boosted if you don't go in the right order when you're defeating them, or will kill civilians, or sometimes you'll simply have to say, look, I can defeat the mission or I can save civilians. Oh, it's one of those two things. And you have to start figuring out how you're going to start stacking things or what it is that you want to do or how to deal with perhaps a bad situation turned worse. Um, some of the enemies even have survive values. Like a very common one is survive. If this enemy's still alive, it's going to kill a civilian. So yeah, you have to deal with all those things. If you manage to defeat them all, so when when you have all of your maquis played out, you'll total up however much attack value you've got, and then you'll start using that attack strength to go through and defeat all your things. Now, practically, you've probably already got it all planned out before you did this all, um, because you know it's easy to keep track. Strictly according to the rules, you total all up and then you move stuff. Um, I find it much easier to just tap or set aside or some other aspect as you go mm -hmm. through things. But sometimes stuff can stack and uh, it's uh, it's a thing if you're doing that. So yeah, uh, okay. it, stuff can trigger. Stuff can trigger. So you just have to be aware of how you're doing that or find a different method of tracking all of it or whatever method you can use to track all of that, but track how much you have, start removing any enemies and then resolve any of the survives for anyone that survives. If you defeat the mission, then you get to defeat the mission. If you have failed, then in that case, that's going to be one of the two failures that you can do. Uh, and if, again, if you fail two missions, then that's it. At that point in time, once mm, you've well, finished okay. the mission, you can choose to keep going to another phase. Uh, go to another round, rather. If you choose, you say, look, we've we've taken enough hits. We don't have very many people left hidden. We don't have much actions we can do, or there's a lot of spies, or the missions are just too hard. 
for whatever reasons that you want, you can end the game, at which point in time you'll start totaling up your score. Your scores are going to be all of the value of the missions that you've defeated uh, based on whatever the score value is uh, on the right of the defeated missions. If you've managed to defeat all 10 missions, that is an epic victory and amazing and totally awesome and not something I've ever done. <laughs> nope, not even, not even come close. Um, you maybe you've done a thing like that. If you've done that, then you get an epic victory. But there's rankings for everything else. If you only got fourteen, it's just a draw. Um, if you've gotten you know fifteen, it's a minor victory. If you got nineteen, it's a victory. Unlike, and I'm immediately thinking of like Renegade and, and uh, excuse me, not Renegade, of Nemo's War. Unlike with some other games, I never felt like, man, I I worked all out to get a one and it's only a draw. I, I don't. Getting getting a one is, is not that hard. Getting even a ten is, is not that hard. <laughs> Defeating all ten missions is hard. Doing a draw never felt hard, so the the points to result table felt fair to me um and i tended to continue to strive for that epic victory even when i'm at a minor victory level so all of that felt fair but on the other hand you can just you know you you can rest on your laurels if you're just getting a victory and and move on from that and there definitely have been times when I've been able to say that to myself and just say, Hey, we did good enough. It's been a good fight. We're dead. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's if you choose to end, if you don't choose to end, then you put away all the Maquis. Uh, If, if you've had any other chance to do like if sometimes with Maquis, if they survive, they'll let you recover some other people, things like that, place new people from the recruit deck into your hidden deck. Otherwise you'll just draw five more people from your hidden deck Again, if you draw five spies, that will just end it. You're you're SOL, you're out of luck. Um, Otherwise, you start a new round. You'll refresh the missions and start again with the plan and then the attack. In general, running through those different phases, the game calls that four phases. Um, To me, it's more like there's two main phases and some response phases. Because, like, there's plan is a main phase. Then there's a response phase of a mission. There's attack as a main phase. Uh, and then there's the survive, min- there's survive, aftermath, and recover as many phases. And then you're back to plan and attack. So for me, really, it, it all felt based around that plan and attack. And it's strange to me to see it sort of phrased as four phases as opposed to four actions and things you can do but hey again it works the way the rules divide it up like even though to me it it feels different they divide it up very clearly because they divide the plan phase into what it does they divide the attack phase into the sub phases so all that makes sense and i have no issues with that and it just to me maybe even this is to the credit frankly it probably is to the credit of the game the game flows through that plan and attack phase pretty easily to me there's a lot of puzzle involved in this game when you're when you have a set of people in your hand especially when you don't know 
when you start off and you've got a hand of cards and told them like, baseline, if I want no one arrested, if I want and killed, if I want nobody arrested, I can get a total of like three points of damage here that will do nothing. Oh. So what sort of shenanigans in the least restrictive way possible can I use to start dealing with some of these people? Can I mess with some of the enemies in advance? Can I go to this mission based on this pull? Can I draw some extra cards? And you start looking and thinking about which way you have it and which resources it is that you can push. I've said maybe once or twice, one of my favorite mechanics in the game is multi-use cards. The hidden and revealed mechanic is exactly a multi-use card type thing because it is a single card with two uses. And there's a huge push for whether you want to use a card for a a multi-use effect so it doesn't leave your deck or if you're willing to blow it for a bigger effect. You're gonna need to blow some cards for their bigger effect. But every time you do that, that deck shrinks and shrinks you there your game starts already with some spies in your deck and if you can't pull back mm. up and you're just stuck with spies you will lose so you can't you have to be careful with spending your assets too quickly but on the other hand you've got to spend assets to be able to make your way through these missions because the missions are gonna be tough especially as we start moving to the later stages of the game and the later ages they're gonna be tough there's gonna be difficult things to have to work your way through about how it is that you can do stuff some of these ones like some of these are, are simpler cards like some of them just have giant attack values if you reveal them some of them have like if you attack then you get to remove a random enemy and draw another card and also you get to double the value on the next card you play or something like that. This reminds me a lot of Friday. Um, like when you're fighting the pirates at the end, especially where you're uh-huh. trying to get all the right combination yeah. of cards. Except it's all of them like that. <laughs> I think Friday is a little <laughs> bit more Friday is Friday takes a long time to run through those pirates. Um, because they're huge yes. values and these ones are not except well i guess maybe later on they are but really they're not huge values they're they're doable in a short session um so they're they're quite doable but yeah it, it is that puzzle of having to put together multiple cards and unlike with friday each card again has multi-uses you can use it for one or you can use it for the other you can use it for the hidden and the revealed side Mm -hmm. and that push pull about how you want to be able to use those effects feels strong to me there's a lot of decision points involved and you play those cards and often there's a lot of risk when you're playing those things because you may say hey there's only three enemies at this mission i know that I can plot out how I'm going to get these three people if I do this and this and this. And then maybe something will let you draw a card and the card comes up as a spy and you're really counting on that. Or you flip it over and there's like a lock between them where there's some guys who are defending the other ones and there's some other ones that until they're defeated Mm. boost the other ones. 
You're like, well, I, I can't just defeat the boosters because they're blocked by the other guys, but the guys are being boosted by those ones. And so now I have to spend four oh, or five gosh. extra defense okay. to attack them and well, I'm SOL. Or sometimes you'll have... Yeah, that sounds like a fun puzzle. That, that yeah, sometimes you'll neat. flip over five of them and you're like, wait, because of how these all interact, if I manage to just like snipe this one the whole team on their side falls apart and I can just easily deal with all of them. You're like, ah, my plan worked. And so, yeah, all (laughs) that stuff. It rewards intelligence and cunning and smart play. Sometimes it rewards risk-taking, but at the very least, it feels like those risks and rewards are earned as you're going through the game. Boy, this sounds like a lot of fun. I do like it. I like that the fights are not as big as the the pirate ship battle in in Friday because I don't like that about Friday. So this sounds like you get a lot of little small fights, and that just to me sounds more yep. satisfying. It, it's I had not thought of the the syllogism, the comparison to Friday, but yeah, that is a spot on comparison for how it works on Friday. Just trying to figure out all the different options you have in hand to be able to put together to get that much points and then throw them out and be able to get it all done. Yeah. That is a good comparison. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. I like this game. Um, let me ask you a question. There's the, when you started, you said you have the, the hidden deck and the recruit deck and you're drawing from the hidden deck. And how does the recruit? So the recruit deck is their extra, their extra Maquis that you haven't yet recruited. So they're not yet available to you. Some of the Maquis will let you work or some of the effects of missions. uh, If you succeed in them, will let you recruit extra Maquis. So your Maquis deck will be able to grow um, in order to like, you're losing people to getting arrested or to spies influencing your deck. So this is, one method to be able to grow your hidden deck to be able to have more maquis and less percentage of spies. Uh, another method is just simply hmm. to re re recruit gain back um, dead my arrested maquis. So the, yeah. So the arrested maquis go into the same they recruit do, deck. Well, I, guess. I actually think they kind of, let me refresh my memory. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, they do not. The recruit deck and the reveal pile are two different places. Um, so you recruit from the general populace, you re- you, the reveal to the people who have been theoretically arrested. Um, they are two separate things. The recruit deck are random. So if you get to recruit one, you just get to recruit one and it goes into your deck. With revealed, uh, so you don't know with revealed I think next. you just get to take back someone. So if you've used okay. someone cool before, hey, you get an extra shot at them and pull them back. Gotcha. Okay. That that sounds interesting. I I also find it really interesting. I like that the there is no like starting set of cards that are weaker than the 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 cards you really want to buy. You you start with a random set of all the cards available. So you may start with just great cards or weak cards. And I guess and it sounds like all cards are useful just depending on the I situation. I think that the game would reward different play styles and i think that people can choose different play styles it's like i've tried going a couple of times when i'm drafting that i want to have all of the cards that give me big hands so if i have a bunch of stuff that lets me draw so i'm constantly drawing through my deck so i have a lot of choices and options that way but i'm sure that mm-hmm. some other times and i haven't tried this before like you may want to focus on just having the really big individual effects like all the people with the really big powerful moves 
and maybe just focus on doing big, powerful moves and people who get back your revealed people, things like that. So Hmm, there's definitely different ways you can choose to focus, but it's not deck building, it's deck drafting. So some of those choices you get, you get what you get. I don't think Mm -hmm. there are bad cards though. I mean, other than the spies, I don't think there are bad cards. It's not a deck building game where often deck building game, you're stuck with a bunch of low value and your goal is to upgrade to high value or get rid of them. them. Things like that. It's not like that. All of the, all of the good cards are good and the spies are just there to end the game for you. And they will be push and pull in those spies. You're getting rid of them. You're adding them back in things like that. Gotcha. Yeah. The, uh, the one thing that I don't like of everything I've heard and it's just me is, is the, the whole drafting room. I'm glad it's optional. Cause I tend not to like games where, where you get to choose what you draft at the beginning of the game to choose your play style and then play the, and, and then the scenario is the same regardless of what you pick. Well, right? the you different know? missions are not because there's randomized missions. You do fill out the missions first and then get your people going, or do you get your, you draft and then do the missions? So you're going there. Yeah. There's a pile of missions. There's a deck of missions. Um, so you'll yeah. see the first four missions. Um, theoretically, I mean, technically you don't see any of the missions, but even if you, even if you just set up and then did the draft, you would really only see the first four missions and not like the really hard ones at the end. Mm-hmm. So right. th- that wouldn't give you very much information. Um, yeah. And the rules say you, you draft first and then, and then you're going to set yeah. up the missions anyway. So I don't enjoy that kind of drafting. I wouldn't mind it if, if I have the mission, I know what my objective is. And now I, I want to draft the best team for it, that. It mission. is optional. I like it because it gives yeah, me a different way through the game. Um, so I don't mind it. What I found the most was actually a component thing because as I mentioned, the cards that you play with are essentially two cards stuck together, which means Mm -hmm. usually when you're holding cards, you're holding cards in portrait mode, not landscape mode. But for this one, you hold all the cards in landscape mode and get a really giant. It felt so awkward, which is weird. But it's it, it, every time I would pick it up, I keep like even after playing it a couple times, I'd be like, "Nope, turn, turn, turn." I, I had to. If I'm not like putting them out on the table, so at one point I'm just started putting them at the table, which led to me doing a different version of how to sort your plays for it. Um, they have you do hidden on the left and revealed on the right, which you know makes sense because all of your hidden cards are the left side of the card. And you're right on the right side of the cards. I stopped doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Instead, what I did is I would have the front row be hidden cards. And when you play another hidden thing, you put it on top of the one you currently played, covering up that revealed side. So theoretically, on the hidden side, ah, you only ever have yeah. one revealed thing, and it's at the very end of the line. And then just below that line, theoretically starting on the right side and going to the left, you have a row of revealed ones. And then that would also go along. And so instead of. Not only does it save you space, but it also takes care of hiding the part of the card that doesn't matter. To me, there were a lot of advantages to doing it that way. Um, And it it made it clearer for me. It let me highlight what is that I'm looking for. I was more able to track and tally 
when I was clearing away. So it's just one row, just go zoop, and all of those are the ones that are going away. Um, so it, it was much easier for me to play that way. But it, yeah, that's just a personal preference. And it also meant that I would often do hidden, revealed, and my hand. And my hand were the ones that weren't covering either side. Okay. That that just sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's really good. It's, it is a very enjoyable game. Um, now that you're mentioning about the difference between it, it and Friday, I'm now thinking about whether or not I need to have both on my shelf because yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, I, since I got this, I've not really wanted to pick up Friday because I, I like that puzzle of how you're having to deal with all those cards in hand. That's it's really good. Highly recommend. Hmm. Okay, and it's it's affordable, so it looks like it's about the same price as Friday. It's twenty five dollars retail. You get online for eighteen or so. Indeed. So not bad. Very cool, Julius. This this is a really cool game. Um, I'm glad uh, I heard about this because because it sure sounds interesting. I have to keep an eye out for it when I see it at my store. Well, I think I've definitely made it harder for you to resist purchasing. Yeah, yeah you did. I I I thought my resistance would be strong in this one, but no, <laughs> no, I am weak. I don't feel at all bad. I'm sorry, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fortunately, I haven't seen it at my store, so I, do, I don't know if it's it just hasn't made it quite out through the distribution channels yet or what, but I think it's been out for a little while. It has been out for a little while. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't I see it. I don't know. Maybe. Anything could happen. Already. Like you could lose and you, you could right. be off the shelf forever. Oh, that'd be a shame. Sounds like I won't be a problem though, as good as good as it sounds. I hope not. I hope that's not. my guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, everyone, thank you for listening in. I have nothing uh, resistful to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Have a good night, everyone. All right. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus and can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.